Hey, everyone. We're extremely excited to talk about episode two of Atlanta. But first, I'd like to tell you a little bit about what's happening on the rest of The Ringer. Maybe you've heard, but The Bachelor season finale was a bit of a fiasco. And happily, we have a whole podcast called Bachelor Party dedicated to that television show. It is hosted by my friend and partner in podcasting, Juliette Littman. She has had so many people on the podcast this week breaking down every single angle of the Ari total debacle. It's inexcusable. And we have also had amazing pieces from Juliet herself, from Alyssa Bereznak, and the one and only Roger Sherman recapping the episodes. If you watched it, or even if you're just like generally curious about reality TV train wrecks, I recommend checking out all of that coverage. It's fascinating. And now we're gonna talk about episode two of Atlanta. Hello, and welcome to The Recapables, a podcast on The Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Amanda Dobbins, the culture editor for The Ringer. I'm joined today by Hannah Georges. Hello, hello. And Justin Charity. What's good? Both staffers at The Ringer. And we are here to talk about episode two of Atlanta. I'm about to have these waves going crazy like the Bermuda Triangle, boy. Nigga, you be acting like you the king of waves around here and shit. I'm the prince of tides, nigga. This week's episode was, appropriately, called Sport and Waves. It was written by Stephen Glover, and it was directed by Hiro Murai. And basically, if I had to identify the single theme, I would say this was an episode about disappointment. Does that seem fair? Yeah, failure. Yeah. Just like this <laughs> it's sequential true. failure. It's true. <laughs> to be fair, that's kind of the whole show in general. Ill-advised yeah. endeavors and failure. That's yeah. true. Hannah makes a good point. It is kind of the emotional or overarching theme of the show. This is pretty literal. It's like a lot of people... Yes trying to do things and those things not really working out. To give some examples, number one, Earn takes Al to a music service that it really seems like it's supposed to be Spotify. They don't name it Spotify, but it has a lot of Spotify-like qualities. <laughs> and they're there to promote his song, and it doesn't really go as planned. Yeah, there's like awkward office, the quintessential rapper in a white-collar office setting with white people dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> that we all know and love about the music industry. <laughs> um, and also a lot of delightful technical difficulties. Yeah. Yes, which we just experienced in our own podcasting <laughs> world, but we got through it. So we relate. Yeah. Another sort of failed endeavor, Al goes to his supplier to stock up, and <laughs> that does not go as planned. <laughs> Wait, what kind of supplier? I don't know what we're talking about. What kind of supplier are we talking about? All right, Justin. Yes, Justin, thank you. <laughs> His soup supplier? What yes, is it? That could be Do great, you have actually. A personal soup supplier. If I remember he's buying yeah. soup and yeah. he just can't okay. get the soup. Right. <laughs> Tracy, the the new friend, kind of the fourth guy in the rotation, goes for a job interview. That that's kind of that's a very sad one. That doesn't go well and it's it's the end of the episode. And then uh, another issue. Earn gets some money. He actually is handed an envelope <laughs> of cash, and then he makes some choices with that cash that don't go as planned. So I think those are those are the main storylines. On the recapables, we give awards. And it's it's hard in an episode about failure to pick winners. So I think for the first award, what I thought we'd do was give the award for worst plan. Worst plan on the episode. And you guys have picked answers for all these awards, and you've given them to me. I know what they are. You don't. It's very exciting. We're going to reveal them <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Hannah, your worst plan. 
yeah, that's got to be earned giving his money to Tracy to flip. Yeah. Like, I don't know what was going on with him then. We know he went to Princeton and dropped out. I don't know if he took any econ classes. What's up with that? <laughs> so Darius hands earn $4,000. And he's like, hey, this is from the puppies, which I assume is from something last season that I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. there was a point where Darius was obsessed with the idea of flipping puppies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, to give Darius some credit, the flipping puppies was an attempt to make Earn some money. Yeah, which clearly panned out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For the first time, maybe in the show's entire arc, we see Earn holding money in his hands. Yes. So I'm like, great. This is so exciting. $4,000. Right. You know, a solid chunk of cash. And he sort of celebrates and has this moment where he's like, man, people really love dogs. And it's, you know, it's great. Um, so Tracy, who is fresh out, um, who's a friend of Paperboy's, just comes in, sees this happening, and I think is like holding a plate <laughs> as he notices all, all this going on. And he tells Ern that he can flip that fourth out. He's like, give me the money and I can make double for you gift cards. Like, have you not heard about this? Man, you better tell your little cousin to ask about me, man. Yeah, man, Tracy ain't lying. He be on them damn gift cards, man. Man, you give me the cash and I'll double it on any card you want. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know how Al got that TV? Let's just say it was a steal. <laughs> and the second somebody starts to say, like, gift cards, it's a Ponzi scheme, like, you just know to back <laughs> out. But, of course, Ern asks questions. Um, and so he ends up, you know, not having anything to do that afternoon and riding along with Tracy and being like, yeah, let's check this out. This is a smart way to invest my new $4,000, even though I have a million expenses. And a daughter? Like, well, but the main, I, you're selling Earn a little short because he does it only after Paperboy says, no, Tracy's legit. He, notably, notably, Paperboy no. himself is broke. So I don't know why <laughs> right, he listened to that right. advice. He doesn't, quite say, he doesn't quite say Tracy's legit, though. He says something like, oh, yeah, like he's always on those gift cards. Which okay. to me is not necessarily an endorsement <laughs> of one's like financial prowess. Okay. That's All just right. like he's not new to this scheme. Yeah. So I would it have been enough for me? No. But um <laughs> like he didn't even go half on it. He wasn't like, yeah, take two thousand and I'll keep the other two thousand and do something smart with it. He's like, yeah. just run free. It doesn't seem like the soundest plan. Charity, can you Explain how it plays out. They go to the mall and Tracy gets wrapped up <laughs> in his own scheme that I want to talk about in a, in a second. Yes. He gets wrapped up in his own shoe-related <laughs> sure. scheme. Yeah. But he's meanwhile, it's sort of Ern is left there with the gift cards and he's by himself. And he's like, I guess I'm going to try this gift card thing. And the moment he first uses the gift card in a finish line, he gets this text from Tracy. And it's like, yo, man. They're on to you. You got like 20, maybe 10 minutes to just like go on a shopping spree basically right, before the before gift card is deactivated. Off. And it's like a fraudulent gift card. So he he buys a, a bunch of random crap at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> we, the next time we see him, he's in a parking lot with all of the bags that he can't carry. And the scene after that, he's had to take the bus home because Tracy yes. has abandoned him. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go well. And it's definitely played for laughs a little more than maybe some of the other plots. I guess a lot of shows maybe play with the idea of characters being bad at stuff and failing. But yeah. I think it's it's specifically that Atlanta is specifically a show about the hustle. Right. And so the particular failures that these characters get wrapped up in in the series, but then especially in this episode, <laughs> are just really hustle-tastic failures. And that's what the <laughs> yeah. show is specifically oh, good at. And I think to be fair, like I said, I personally would not have gone for this scheme, but clearly it's worked for Tracy before. 
clearly, sure. you know, and clearly there's some merit. Like people hustle, people scam. Like it is what it is. And it works for a lot of people. I think if I just personally would not invest the only money that I now have into something. It's a very, it's always dubious. sunny in Philadelphia scheme. That <laughs> yes. Tracy yes. Has. yes. It's a good <laughs> reference. Yeah. All right, yes. Charity, your worst plan. Well, so Tracy, <laughs> Tracy has a lot of bad plans. <laughs> From the moment Tracy's introduced in the previous yeah. episode, you're like, this is a guy with bad plans. Yeah. His worst, so at one point he steals a bunch of shoes and I wouldn't see even run so much no. as saunters out of a finish yeah. line because they have a no chase policy. So yes. he knows he can get he free shoes. Emphasizes the no chase policy about 75 times. They got a no chase policy. They can't stop me. Most of these stores got it. It's a liability thing. And even if they see me stealing, they can't chase me. Uh, sir, those shoes, can I get you a different size or? See, he got to keep giving me great customer service. That's all he could do. Excuse me, sir. But that's not his worst play of the episode. The worst play is that he's stealing the shoes from Finish Line, or he's stealing at least one of the pairs, so he can go on a job interview in an office. So he's dressed up for this job interview. <laughs> and, like, the first time we meet Tracy, he has a do-rag on. He's just, you know, he's just he's got sweatpants on and a do-rag, and that's his outfit until he gets to his job interview, where he's dressed up. He's got some weird socks on. His pants are a little too short. But he's still wearing the do rag in the reception office, and that was a bad plan. <laughs> that was a bad plan. He takes it off once he gets in the office with the guy he's actually interviewing with, and that's when you finally get this great overhead shot of his beautiful waves. They're framed that he really entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he clearly he's is wearing the do rag with this sense of like, I need these waves to be as fresh as possible, down Until to the, the moment of stepping into the door with the boss at this place. But it just means that there's the great shot beforehand where he's. Sitting in reception in a suit and a do rag. No, I don't know. I'm <laughs> sorry. I really identify with that. <laughs> I will wear. I will wear my scarf. If my hair is straight and I want the edges to be like, I will wear that scarf until the moment mm. I get off the train. Like I'm wearing it while I'm brushing my teeth. I'm wearing it while I'm cooking. So you know what? No, Tracy, I see you. It was I a bad play. I just feel I, like he ooh. said he sent some signals. No. He sent some. I'm he not. Said this. He says this is who I am, and I'm not ashamed. What's wrong with me? I'm apologetic. But I thought who he was was the waves. The unapologetic is the waves, not the do rag. They are quite magnificent once they're finally unveiled. Once they're unveiled, absolutely. Uh, My (laughs) worst plan is the white girl's acoustic cover of Paperboy. Oh, that's fair. What the hell? The acoustic rap go. And white girls love that shit. Uh, let me see. That nigga Andy sent it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> the Charmin cover. Don't make an acoustic cover of yeah. anything is, is my feeling. I'm also out on covers in general, but it's a really funny, perfect moment. And God, a lot of people make those and they're not good. But yeah. that is my vote for worst plan. It could also fit into our next category, which is the best or most accurate representation of the music industry as we know it acoustic rack covers are definitely a a plague Uh, (laughs) if not upon the music industry then adjacent to the music industry charity yeah what do you got for this one oh man okay i think (laughs) the fact that the the fact that there's so many shots in the show and in this of this episode of like 
Paperboy just sort of spending all of his money on weed <laughs> and having like a crappy apartment and there being way too many roommates in the apartment at the at any given time. And his finance his finances just in general being in disarray, despite the fact that the show posits him as this breakout rapper who mm-hmm. everyone in Atlanta recognizes on site. That's real. That is a real thing that all of the rappers who you sort of associate with commercial success and like newfound commercial success are secretly deeply broke people who only have money to smoke. Okay. No, <laughs> it's hold true. on. It's no, true. Act, I think it's true. one thing we're missing is if you remember in the first episode, there's a line about him paying for the house that Uncle Willie li- lives mm-hmm. in. And I think that's something that you see too is like there's a tremendous sort of family burden or the understanding that like, well, we have this one person who made it. And so this person kind of uses their sort of nascent funds to cover everything for the right. family. Right. So skip paper that, a little but, but that's what I'm saying. Also, Even but that too is part right, of the no, dynamic d- of being a rapper. But that, that's what I really appreciate about this show, especially if you compare it to something like Empire, right? Where it's the <laughs> idea of Oh, yeah, this person's commercial esteem has a one-to-one comparison to how much money they have. And this show yeah, is just no. very good about the idea that rapper, like, whatever you assume about a rapper, especially in terms of money, it's just not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I <laughs> All their watches right are fake. <laughs> <laughs> right. All I, those cars are rented. This but. episode is also interesting because it illustrates how Paperboy has reached a level of success that actually gets in the way of him making money the way that he used to make it. That the first scene... When he's with his supplier, Charity, his soup mm, supplier. His soup supplier. Yeah. Um, Progresso. Mr. Progresso himself. You know what? <laughs> yeah, but it's basically Paperboy is too recognizable. He's too hot to be selling for this guy anymore or be associated with this guy. And that's why he gets cut off and then robbed. Right. And this episode a is a very interesting look into the various limitations of fame, which is both kind of cuts off his money supply and also puts Al Paperboy in extremely humiliating situations like the whole scene at Spotify, which we should really talk about. I should clarify, they don't actually call it Spotify. It just looks a lot like Spotify. Right. Faux Spotify. Exactly. Right. Diet Spotify. (laughs) And he's doing ads for, it's called the Fresh Mix Rap Playlist. Right. Which I took to be Rap (laughs) Caviar. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. It's the language. It's the language of... Playlist culture, sure. Right, yeah. 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 This is Paperboy, and you're tuned into the Fresh Mix Rap Playlist. Long live fresh. Okay. All right, uh, let's do another take, but let's do uh, let's do one that's cool, that's just like... This is Paperboy, and you're tuned into the Fresh Rap Mix Playlist. Long live fresh, nigga. Okay. Right. With fairness to earn, this is actually, it's a decent plan, but it doesn't quite work out. Yeah, it's not so much on it's not so much on the decision making of the core characters and I think in this instance so much as it's about it's just illustrating the sort of culture clash that exists regardless of what Ern's designs are and what Al's designs are. There's a scene that's not necessarily related to Paperboy. It's just this background shot of a different rapper in a conference room dancing on a table in this sort of ridiculous way. That's a direct callback to with Bobby Shmurda. In real life, there's the footage that leaked of him dancing on a conference table at Epic Records uh, before they signed him. Uh, I guess it was three or four years ago. But yeah, that that's one of the few things that doesn't 
go well, but wasn't a stupid plan. Yeah, that right, someone had. right, right, right. I mean, that scene, it, was, it was just good business. Yeah, I remember the Bobby Smarter thing after, but my first thought was that I was, you know, I was like, did they bring Black Justin Bieber back? Like, are we going <laughs> right, to return? Black, right. I wonder that too. Right. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you realize it's not, or probably not, or whatever. Um, but it it does feel like one of those sort of really well illustrated culture clashes between sort of who are the gatekeepers in like rap and the music industry in general. Um, and there are dudes who call themselves or who, you know, take pride in other people calling them 35 Savage. Yeah. Which just painfully, <laughs> that hurt. That I should say, that was Hannah's award winner for this category was the cool white guy known as <laughs> cool, yeah, but in, I, cool in, in so many quotations, all right, the quotations. Right. And, you know, I'm biased because, like, I live in Brooklyn. There's a lot of, like, cool, quote unquote, cool white guys floating around in like music yeah. <laughs> and you know media and stuff and it's just you know they're dudes who like again are gonna listen to the song and like annotate it or whatever and do their little thing um and then kind of feel uncomfortable like you know how's a how's a dude who calls himself 35 savage gonna respond to seeing al on the street <laughs> and like right, right. chances are if you're not if al's not in the comfort of that sort of like plush like very like you know like modern looking faux Spotify office and that dude's not going to, you know, want to associate with him. But that's a beautiful thing about the episode too is how far removed that whole that whole not Spotify environment <laughs> feels from the rest of the environment of the show, right? right and it's right. just really making this sort of meta point of like the music industry, you know, even though Paperboy's supposed to be this direct in for the audience into the music industry, even he feels like he has nothing to do right, with it. And right. the music industry has no idea what to do with him right. and only marginally cares about him. Right, right. Which is evidenced by the the very awkward concert, quote, concert <laughs> that he is supposed to give. Yeah. Yeah. Paper. Which is uh, very funny and also... Was excruciating. I I don't yeah. do well with those moments. And of it doesn't even last that long. No, it doesn't. He doesn't perform. <laughs> he just yeah. he gets five words into Paperboy, and he's mumbling the song. <laughs> His yeah. own name, which and it's almost way. a tribute to the fact that rappers are notoriously bad live performers in general. And he's sort of like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, do that. no. Final category: the MVP of the episode. Again, it's kind of. It's a weird episode to pick winners, so we'll pick important role players and or people who managed to not totally fail in the episode. How about that? Charity, (laughs) would you like to go first? Sure. I thought the MVP is the soup dealer in the car. The very <laughs> fr- this this episode has many soup dealers. There's a and the whole episode is Darius and Paperboy searching for soup. And it's just the first dealer in the episode that sort of kicks this off is a, a, a soup dealer that Paperboy has has bought from a lot, and he's in the back of the car, and he seems nervous. He has these weird nervous ticks, yeah. and in the beginning of the episode. Into the transaction, the dealer pulls a gun on Paperboy, and he's like, I'm sorry about this shit, bro. I mean, you'll be all right, though. You know what I'm saying? The song hot, bro. It'll probably go platinum or some shit. Bro. I ain't making no money off the fucking song, nigga. Nigga, calm the fuck down, nigga. And let me get your keys, too, bro. I don't want you to chase after me when I pull off, bro. What? I don't want you to chase after me when I pull off, dog. Let me get your keys. Nigga, bro. I heard you. Shut up, man. Shit. Appreciate it, bro. You can, you can head out, man. Whatever, nigga. Whatever. Hey, I'm sorry about this shit, man. It's just funny because the tone of that scene 
is so it's so off and they're doing like a bit where even after he robs Paperboy, he's trying to let him out of the car, but then he accidentally has the child, child lock, lock on and they fight over the <laughs> child lock. And it's just I it's, it's so I extended. sympathized with both of them. Yeah. <laughs> it was just this neat trick of of there's, again. there's that moment as he's driving away after he's taken Al's keys and he just he apologizes, he and then it's like, "Appreciate you, man." And appreciate you, man. That's his last line. Yeah. Is, appreciate <laughs> you, man. No, he says, "I'll pay you back." Yeah. He, the last thing he says, yeah. "I will pay you back." <laughs> and it's just this great moment of. It's not just that the show is about the hustle, but also that everyone has a hustle, and there are right. all these overlapping and contradicting and competing hustles. Right. And people really are trying, but even the guy who sticks up this character, Paperboy, that we love, we sort of look at him and we're like, man. oh yeah, man, I appreciate you too, I guess. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that was that was also my choice. Yes. <laughs> For the same reasons. He's so apologetic. He's so sad about it. Like, you can see that it pains him, and he's like, this is my dude. But, but also like, his comic timing is just Oh, oh amazing. Incredible. <laughs> um, And he there's a callback where he says, like, you know, this season is killing everybody like and it kind of calls back to the first episode where they say like it's robin season like it's right before it's right before the holidays like everybody's stressed micah wrote about this when he was talking about last week's episode but there's just a sense of anxiety kind of simmering yeah it's worth and i mean i felt that when the when the episode opened when the scene opened i was like oh no 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 this is not (laughs) nothing good is going to come of this structurally Um, it's it's worth noting this is the second episode to open with robbery which right. feels yeah. intentional and calls yeah. back to the title, as you were pointing out, Hannah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he said he even, you know, he says it in his sort of spiel as he's apologizing for the fact that he's robbing out. I think it's smart. It's funny. And I do think it does kind of subtle work around like reframing how we think of characters who are kind of easily cast as like the bad guy and only the bad guy. Agree. Hannah, you had an honorable mention. <laughs> I did, yes. So as much as the not Spotify scenes made me uncomfortable and cringe and want to die a little bit, I really kind of like the sort of Lil Yachty, not Lil Yachty dude. <laughs> yeah. ah, I made you say this, this just to set Charity up. Uh, yes, Charity, I know. go. I know. No, and you describe it. You brought it up. You <laughs> describe the scene. I you mean, describe what? the scene. What do you want me to say? He's this like peppy little All right, I'll do it. Rap okay. I'll yeah, do it. I know. It's, it's, it's almost like a throwaway scene. It's, it's fine. It's toward the end of the episode. Ern and Paperboy are on the couch, and they're, I, I think they're hot, they're high you off soup. To- can you <laughs> Can you just our producers are gonna make me do a drop in that's like soup is weed, so can we just clarify? <laughs> right, fine. They they're drugs, like, but mostly they're weed. Just yes. high. They're high, yeah. Drugs yeah. are mostly weed. They're high. It's like toward the end of the episode, they're but just watching some TV. Yeah, right? but it's not the first time we see him. Oh, it's, we see him first in the, the offices. Where he's Oh, like, I didn't know it was the same. I didn't put that thing. together. See? Uh, okay. Well, you see you this rapper who was at not Spotify and he's on TV. He has a big TV endorsement deal. For Yoohoo, and he's doing this jingle, and it's just a dumb rap about Yoohoo. I hate this shit. Man. Shit is good. That's like the neatest summation of the Little Yachty discourse. It's like this kid rapping about Yoohoo. And in totally intolerable manner, and Ern just going, it's good though. Okay. 
Hold on. Intolerable is in the okay, ears it, of the beholder. I'll tell you what. The kid in the the YooHoo commercial is better than Little Yachty. Okay. Well, let's not. He's do this a spoof today. on wow. Little Yachty. I just and yet, I knew this was going to happen. And his yet, rapping here you go. is more proficient and captivating than anything Little Yachty has done in his <laughs> oh life. God. Justin Charity, everyone. <laughs> Hannah, would you like to defend your choice? I would like to reel us in. No, I mean I thought that this kid clearly was gaming the little not Spotify system, whatever. He was doing all the things that kind of, you know, aggressively He was commercial. being an industry plant. Just say it. Okay. He's being an industry all plant, right. which he is what Loyalty is. being an industry plant at a young age and notably prospering from that YooHoo money in a way that Paperboy sitting on that couch was not doing. So I don't know that that would have been the most authentic or even wise or like, you know, the best choice for Paperboy to do. But in that moment, I appreciated the teen and his little energy. It was yeah. cute. It's also the reactions are really interesting, right? Because as Charity noted, Paperboy is responding to one aspect of the jingle. And Earn right. is responding to possibly several, a different aspect. Right. Charity's, Charity's face is just like, no, absolutely not. What's no, wrong with you just, But even then, even if Paperboy was the sort of rapper who would who would go for that YooHoo money, they would have blown you? it all on gift cards. <laughs> 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 Blown you, it it wouldn't it. have mattered. All right, that's it. There we go. I have a feeling that we are going to go out with the YooHoo jingle. So here it is by Clark County. Enjoy your processed dairy products. Justin, Hannah, thank you so much. Yes, thank, thank you for having us on. Until they see me in the face and they all like, saw your baby mama like, and then it's in a home with a good night. Bars in his hands like good night. One last note, our theme song was made by our friends at songfinch.com. Check out Songfinch to turn your stories, memories, and even your feelings into a one-of-a-kind song by professional musicians. It makes the perfect gift for any occasion. That's songfinch.com. 